Welcome to the Bingy on Finance podcast, home of the $25,000 Options Portfolio Challenge. First things first, I am not a financial advisor. Anything I say is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as financial advice. Always consult a financial advisor before buying or selling any investments. Now let's dig into it. This challenge has been a roller coaster ride, and there is no other way to describe it. Week one, down $1,300 at one point. Week two was the clawback to try to get back to profitability. And day one, day one of week three, luckily, like I got lucky here. This was not strategy. I got lucky. I had three stocks that did not get called away, and the market is skyrocketing. So I'm up like $1,600 just on share price appreciation. The way this challenge works, I'm trying to make $250 a week in premium. And as of this morning, as of Monday morning, I was up $2,249.34. And at this point in time, if I am on par with what I'm trying to do, I should be up $500. But I am up over $2,000 right now. And that is exciting. So let's give a rundown. Last week, Synchrony Financial, ticker symbol SYF, did get called away. My $26 call, that stock is out of there for $26. But I did make $65 off of it. Uh, Carry over put trades. So I did have a Cisco put, uh, ticker symbol CSCO. I sold a $35 put for $118 expiring this Friday. And it looks like that's more than likely going to expire worthless unless the stock market out of nowhere tanks. Right now I could buy it back for $28 and capitalize on $90 in gains, but I am just going to let that one run out, take all my profits. I don't need the money that's securing that put right now. The end of last week, I did get a little crazy. And I decided to sell an Intel put, ticker symbol INTC. Now, you may love Intel, you may hate Intel, you might think AMD is taking over the world, you might think NVIDIA's GPUs are going to, you know, kill the, uh, kill the processors that Intel makes. But you can't deny that they are in the hurt bag right now. I mean, they're rolling around their 52-week low, and that's when I like stocks. I like stocks when people don't like stocks. And Intel is one people don't like. So I sold a $45 put for $70 on Friday, and I'm already up about 50% in it. That one expires this Friday, and I'm pretty sure that one's going to expire worthless as well. But if it does not, I don't mind owning Intel at that price. Obviously, today the market was skyrocketing. And when the market skyrockets, it is not a good day to sell puts. So that's why I was super lucky that I still have some stocks I can sell calls on. I tried to sell an Aflac stock right off the bat when the market was like super volatile and premiums were super high. But um, there was just no buyers, no buyers. So I had to switch over to Raytheon. I believe that's the first one I sold a, a call on. And I sold a $66 call for $110. And I think that's probably going to be the one 
that is least likely to get called away. Just because of Raytheon's volatility, I, I, I can't see it popping more than that. I mean, we're talking about... Ah, shoot, I don't have it here. Oh, yep, 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 here we go. Um, we're talking about a gain of $6.43 a share, almost 11% in one day. I just don't see that carrying forward all week and just continuing to push higher and higher. It might, but I just don't see it. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to take that 110 bucks. The stock's going to fall back. I won't have the... I mean, I'm currently up $581.90 on the share price. I don't think that's going to last, but I don't mind hanging on to Raytheon and just continuing to sell puts against it. So, well, I should say that. So, well, the, well my account's up over $2,000. Is it going to stay up over $2,000? That's really hard to say because... The stocks I'm selling calls on might not get called away. The market could start to pull back after Monday. They might never get called away, and I'll lose all that appreciation. But I did try to sell puts or calls that when I sold them, I tried to sell them very close to in the money so that I had a good chance of them getting called away. And the reason I did that is because I want to take my gains, and I feel like the market's up a little frothy. A little ahead of itself, thinking that a vaccine is going to save the world tomorrow. So I think we're headed for a drift down. I just hope that happens after this week. So I sold my, my Raytheon call. Then I sold a Citigroup call, ticker symbol C. I sold a $48 call for that one I think has a pretty good probability of getting called away as long as the market continues to drift higher. And then after I did that, I finally went back to Aflac and I struggled on selling a call. I, I really wanted, with the way the market was going, I thought I could get $80 on a call and I just had to keep notching the money down, notching the money down. And I wound up selling a $41 call for $50. And then Aflac just continued to go higher throughout the day. And now that call is worth $93. So technically I'm in the hole on the option. But I think what's going to happen, if any one of my stocks gets called away this week, I think it's going to be Aflac. And, you know, I'll make $400 on the share price plus the $50 plus what I sold the put for plus I think the 15 I made last week on the call. So I'm going to be in pretty good money on Aflac. And I will wait for that to pull down. I, I, Unless it really settles above $40 for a good period of time, I'm not going to sell any puts on Aflac again until it drops below. I really like doing puts around that $37, $38 level. And if it sticks above $40, I might start selling higher, higher puts against it. But... It's just, it's so tough after a one-day pop like this to be selling puts this high. Because if you sell a put when it's up here, you know, I mean, everybody knows what a peak looks like on a chart. You start selling puts at that peak, you're going to own it when you start sliding down that peak. So most of these, I am going to not be selling any more puts on if they get called away. I am going to watch and just, just see what starts to trend down into a price I'm comfortable owning the stock at at this point in time. But I would like them to get called away. I would like all of them to get called away and just be 
$2,000 I had in my, in my portfolio. After I sold those calls, I thought I was just going to be done for the day. But later in the day, CBS Viacom began to pull back a little bit. It closed in the red by three cents. And I thought today would be a good day to sell a put against it. So I sold a $29 put. I would have preferred a $28 put. I really would have. But I sold a $29 put for $50. I'm more than likely going to wind up owning that stock, but I'm comfortable owning CBS Viacom under $30. So technical cost basis of $28.50. I'm 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 comfortable owning it at that price. And realistically, you know, it's a $29 stock. If it pulls back to $27, I'm probably going to sell more puts against it. Just because I could own a couple hundred shares of this and be just fine. It's a cheap stock. It's not like I'm trying to sell a, a put on a $100 stock where I'm going to start using up all of the money I have on one company. This one's cheap enough where I could I could do a couple of different puts, a couple of different calls, and keep a multi-wheel strategy rolling. CBS Viacom's got more than one wheel on the bus. But with that, I was I was done for trades for the day. There just wasn't anything else. I've still got about $12,000 I could play with and sell more cash-secured puts. And I'm going to keep an eye on the market throughout the rest of the week. And if I start to see some things pull back into pricing ranges that I like, I'll pull the trigger and sell some puts, probably expiring next week. Hopefully that happens, because I really would like to push up the premium just a little bit more this week. But, you know, we'll see how things go. Now, just on a side note here, I did pull $11.11 out of this portfolio. The options portfolio challenge isn't just about taking $25,000 and seeing how much money I can make off of it selling options. It's also about using this money for things. So I do have a $10,000 M1 borrow account through M1 Finance. Cheap interest, 2%. But goal number one of this portfolio is is appreciation of the portfolio. So I do want to make sure I'm continuing to grow the portfolio. Number two is paying the interest on that $10,000 loan, which is pretty small. $11.11 this month. Not bad at all. When I really start to make some money on this portfolio... When I'm up two thousand, maybe three thousand dollars. Hopefully, you know, when my next M1 Finance uh, bill comes for that borrow loan, I can pay down two hundred fifty, maybe five hundred dollars on that loan. So eventually, I do want the revenue generated out of this portfolio to pay off that ten thousand dollar loan. But at the same point in time, I do want to keep seeing a trend up of the value of the portfolio and hopefully within a month or two with hopefully we can capitalize on the market that popped today realize some of these gains and have that as cash in the portfolio to hold and sell some puts at later and then hopefully this will really amp up our trajectory to get to that thirty thousand dollar mark upon which time i'll really probably start to 
pay down the borrow loan a little bit faster because I would like to get that done. And then goals beyond that are a little up in the air at this point in time. I would like to buy a new car. I would like to take some of the income generated off this portfolio and move it towards my long-term portfolio, which is in M1 Finance. And I'm always 100% invested in that portfolio. So being able to continuously put new money into that portfolio is very important. I do that with the money I earn outside of this portfolio, but having that extra money to toss into it once a month would be really nice. And then beyond that, you know, the goal is I would love to double, maybe triple the size of this portfolio. That's a lofty goal, but I feel like if I doubled or tripled the size of this portfolio, I could make two to $3,000 a month, $36,000 a year, just selling options. And my monthly cost of living is actually really cheap. I own my condo. I own my car. Even though I want to buy a new one, I own the one that I drive right now, and it does work. I just would like a nicer one. But I really have no debt outside of that M1 finance borrow loan. And then I do own an entertainment company, so I do... Uh, have about $7,000 worth of debt from some photo booths I bought going into what should have been a really busy wedding season, but uh, that kind of went right down the shitter. So I'm not going to use the money from this portfolio to pay off business debt. My business pays off that debt, but I'm just throwing it out there that my monthly cost of living is pretty low, realistically, outside of loans food, and gas, it takes me about a thousand bucks a month to live. So if I can double, triple the size of this portfolio, this could allow me to semi-retire from my business. And that's really been something I've been looking at lately just for how the entertainment business has been. What is my path forward? That's a big question. The wedding market might bounce back next year. It might not. Things could be changed for the long term we just don't know and you always need to have multiple streams of income and if I could semi-retire from my entertainment company only take the gigs I want to take and make pretty much all of my cost of living money out of this portfolio that's well that's the end goal and funnel some money to my long term for retirement but we will wind up seeing what happens one day at a time. We're only on the beginning of week three here. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. If you have any questions, make sure you head over to YouTube. Uh, this podcast also is on YouTube. I distribute it in both places. So if you want to see my face and all my hand gestures, go to YouTube, throw any questions down in the comments section, or head over to bingyonfinance.com, and you can comment on each one of my blog posts I actually post a blog about all my trades in the morning after I make the trades. Sometimes you will see that blog post updated in the afternoon if I make some afternoon trades that day. But after Monday, any trade after Monday goes on the next week's blog post. So if you want to know what's happening before the blog, or if you want to know what's happening before the podcast or the YouTube video, make sure you head over to the blog. 
Anyways, until next time, happy trading, go out and make some money.